Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. No, I actually love Team Rocket in Gen 1 because I feel like they're actually very successful in what they're trying to do. Like, they are a team that is trying to make money off of exploiting Pokemon, and they do that very successfully. They do that, Who owns the Game Corner? Who owns the game corner where you spend all your coins to buy them Pokemon? Team Rocket. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Pucko Podcast! And welcome to the 331st episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my conniving co-host, Shamu, and Sublime. And as always, we are here to bring you the Puckle Podcast, Puckle standing, of course, for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name that we found on some stone tablets that date back to the origins of human civilization. We are your Pokemon podcast for everything, the video game, the trading card game, and even Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, but that's not today, that'll be two weeks from now or something like that. I still need to finish playing the game before I can go ahead and do a full-on episode about that. As always, though, guys, if you want to uh, listen to the show, uh, welcome if you're new. Welcome back if you're old. And as always, we got a great show lined up for you guys today. We're, of course, going to start off with our normal uh, chit-chat, and then we're going to go ahead, jump into the news, jump into Puckle's Poke Quiz, and then, of course, we're going to go ahead and jump into the topic from there. The topic, of course, is the episode title, where we're just going to discuss evil teams and what they did bad and then of course we're gonna finish up the show with the poke of the episode and then the mailbag segment so great show for you guys today and as a as always i want to ask you guys uh you my co-hosts how how have you been how have things going i'm I'm doing all right so good good radio a lot going on in pokemon a lot going on in pokemon (laughs) really i don't think that's true at all (laughs) well let me tell you well in my life personally so since i was last on the show remember the last topic i was here for was spinoffs yeah and i said i was gonna get pokemon conquest that day which i did so i've been (laughs) playing that and been really enjoying it also i had a really big milestone uh of the sort that i'm very excited about finally reaching i reached level 30 in pokemon go Ooh, that is a big milestone actually i feel like when i reached it i felt good about myself 
Yes, that's how I feel about it. Yeah. Yeah. And now I can go into a sprint store and get my level 30 patch, <laughs> which is kind of what I wanted. Do people actually do that? I have no idea because I haven't done it yet. But like, I'm like, oh, level 26, 27, 28, 20. I'm like, oh, I just feel like I'm not where I like, you know, like level yeah. 30 is kind of like that veteran level, I feel like. And I'm like, oh, I just need to get to 30. And I did it last week. So I'm very happy about that as well. You're not the only person with that notion of like level 30 being the veteran level because my wife feels the exact same way and because she's like a couple levels behind me because I'll, I'll play a little bit more than she does occasionally just because I, I work on campus, right? I'm on a college campus and so I have Pokestops everywhere. She works she works not on a college campus, so there are not Pokestops everywhere. Um, so that, that definitely affects her. Um, but she feels like level 30 is like where to be. And I'm at level 31. She's almost a level 30. So when she gets there, I'm sure she'll be incredibly happy. But what about you, Shami? What have you been up to, Pokemon wise? Oh, uh, just PDL. Yeah, how'd that go? First match. That was a uh, went well. I won. You won. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Making uh, making the conference proud to have uh, the Detroit Pyroars. Piddle, of course, for those of you uh, that are unaware, uh, is the Puckle Draft League because Puckle, of course, uh, is more than just a podcast. We are also a community. You can check out our Discord. The link is in the description show notes, as always. You can go ahead and check that out down below. But uh, on there, we also do a Draft League uh, once or twice a year. It depends on like the interest in it. We're going to see how it goes. Depends how long it goes, too. Yeah, it depends on like how much work is going on and like who we have working on everything. So uh, definitely bear with us. But the draft league format is where you pick ten different Pokemon, and those are the only ones you can use. And everybody has ten different Pokemon, so it's a it's a lot of fun. You get to you get to play with stuff that nobody else would, like Vika Volt. Vika Volt. <laughs> but yeah, that's what Shavu was talking about. And so th- this was week one, and a lot of those yeah. matches got finished up finally. So that's good. Yeah, it's good. most of them probably finish up during the weekend anyways, because people have more time to do it. Mm-hmm. That time, so that's true. Yeah, the weekends are usually when a lot of them happen. So I think there's only two matches left this week or something like that. And if you want to follow it, you can of course do so at the Piddle Hub. It's all on our Discord. You can check it out on our Discord server as well as do other awesome things on our Discord server, like talk to people. What about anything else going on with you, Sublime? Um, no. <laughs> like I'm sure there is, but like that—that's yeah. the main thing. For yeah, right no, now. you played Conquest. And Enjoying you life. Yeah. Pokemon Go. So oh well, you know, Blastoise. Oh, I guess that's for the news, but Blastoise oh, comes out already. So yeah, Blastoise is out, and I bit. So I don't own it, right? My wife does, but I'm trying to convince her to buy the DLC so that I can play Blastoise on uh, Pokemon. Pikachu came out too, Detective Pikachu. I oh, haven't yeah. played that yet. I wanted to do that as a topic today, but I haven't played it yet because it just came yeah. out yesterday. Yeah. I played a little bit of it. Next week, probably. I think next week it would be a solid topic. Uh, for me, I, I finished my thesis. That was nice. Yay! I, I turned that in. So, yay, Congrats. that's over. Well, You're hopefully, I'm still waiting for one of my committee members to go ahead and verify, yeah, this is cool. Let's let's defend. Let's do it. You know? So, I'm, I'm going to make sure that he fills that out because he needs to do it by Tuesday. Uh, once that's done, though, uh, two weeks of, like, not too much worry. I just have to write a talk, and then hopefully on April 10th is when I defend, and that'll hope, that'll be when I'm done. I'll be Dr. Thatch. It'll be great. Um, oh, Pokemon-wise, though, I did become a Pokemon professor this week <laughs> through uh, TPCI. I accidentally filled out one of the forms because I was trying to just do the questions to see if I knew the answers, and I thought there was another sheet of questions, but it turned out that when you click next, it just submitted your application. I did that accidentally a few months ago. Well, not a few months. It was about six weeks ago. Um, six, seven weeks is uh, about how long it took me. So now I'm a, a tournament organizer for Pokemon. That's fun, right? <laughs> but you can call it that. 
Well, so it confirms that PuckleCon will be sanctioned yeah. events. That's something. Yeah. Not premiere events. I should make that clear. Not premiere events. PuckleCon details are also underway and should hopefully be done by the end of this week. Hopefully. I'm probably going to have to call a lot of people about a venue because they won't call me back. So that is going to... I mean, that's it for me. I've been, I've been working on my Nuzlocke of Pokemon Yellow. Just beat Giovanni today. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, nobody died. I was really surprised at the lack of people dying throughout that. Let's take a moment and just appreciate that we don't have leveling issues like we do in Gen 1. Oh, yeah. Where the trainers leading up to the gym leader are all like level 30 Pokemon. And then you get to the gym leader and it's just like, I have a level 50 Venomoth. How's that feel? Right? I think they originally intended gym leaders to be like more of a boss traditionally. And that's what led to it. But it's nutsos to think that those are the levels that we have to deal with. <laughs> but that is going to be it. We'll kick it on over to the news then, guys. So let's cue that epic music. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower, this just in. And welcome to the news. In the news, we have a few things. First, Detective Pikachu launched yesterday, or not, well, yesterday for me, but Friday for you guys, March 23rd. So that's interesting. I know Shamu's been playing it. I haven't played it yet. I'm not very far. I'm like, I'm still in tutorial. What are your initial thoughts? It's, it's not bad. Okay. It definitely is aimed at more of like a younger audience, but it's, it's essentially, as far as I can tell, it's just like go up to everyone, click these things three times. Because that's what it does. Like, you go to talk to someone to interview them, and it pops up, like, different things to talk about. And it's like, okay, click it. Okay, click it. Click it. Click it. Okay, move to the next one. Click, click, Mm -hmm. click. Move to the next. Click, click, click. I'm too early in the game to really give a good, good opinion, but it doesn't seem too the same thing over and over again. Yeah, it's not very deep. I I knew that was going to happen. I felt like it was going to be, like, a watered-down Ace Attorney game. I was more thinking, like, Danganronpa. Like, it's going to be, like, it's like a tame, watered-down Danganronpa. I was surprised, though, because I've seen some coverage on it on Serapy, is that there are nine chapters in this one versus the four that they got in Japan. Yeah. Which makes me incredibly happy because I expected them just to give me a port of the game that Japan got. Yeah. And it's really interesting that we got more than twice the content, it seemed, in this full-on release and everything. So kudos to them. Definitely kudos to them. I Mm -hmm. really am looking forward to playing this just to say I've played it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of what I'm doing, too. It like seems to I be well-received, too. Yeah, it's yeah. like an 8.2 on IGN or something like that. 8.2, 8.4, something like yeah. It was That's higher than high Horaz. Horaz got a 7.8, so this game better be fun. I'm expecting 8.2 funds, okay? I, I don't know, though. I, I am expecting pretty much what you suggested is just a watered-down click-and-find-em game for witnesses yeah. and stuff like that. So I, if it's if it's more than that, I'll be pleasantly surprised. So like, the first case is it's like they show you a feather... And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, you automatically know what that is. Yeah. Like, for kids, like, they'll, they'll like, oh, what is that? And essentially, like, it's, yeah. it's split into different parts. Interesting. Interesting. So. so, the next piece of news, though, is that the Blastoise DLC launched as well on Friday. Like I said at the beginning of the show, I'm hoping to download it soon, just because I feel like I have to main Blastoise at this point. Have you seen his special move yet, where he literally, like, punches a guy in the face with, like, a water sphere on his fist? He does that, and then he just, like, ices his hands to the ground. And then yeah. And then, like, in a cannon. Yeah, it's real cute. Real cute. The I, canyon. Not, he puts the cannon in the canyon. It's real cute. <laughs> I think it's amazing. I am looking forward to playing that game. 
just to do it. And then I'll probably be done with it like after an hour, you know? Yeah. But Blastoise looks real fun. He's got to be my main. That's the way it is. I just wish you had a better model. That model is like terrifying. I think all of the Pokemon models to an extent, especially the ones with like fur and stuff like that. They're weird, but they're good. They're weird. Like you can tell they're high def, but they're super weird. Because you look at something like Soikun and you like can see the fur on it and it's just like that doesn't feel right. Yeah. So that's that's my big problem with some of the Pokemon models. Blastoise's limbs are just like not they're just too thin and too long. I get why, but they're just like no, that's not my Blastoise. Blastoise has like it's like a it's got like no leg, no arm. Mm-hmm. Now it's like put him on a diet and threw him in the shell. <laughs> that's really what happened. Like, just... yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, so Blastoise DLC came out. More importantly, if you're playing Pokemon Go, there's a Pokemon Go egg event happening right now. So get excited for that. Uh, Every Pokemon can be found in a two-kilometer egg now. So that's somewhat exciting. Yeah, and the candies doubled from eggs as well. So, like, you could hatch a Bagon from a two-kilometer egg and get, like, 64 candy. Think about that, Shamu. Yeah. Think about that and how much you want that. I don't play Go enough to really care. I don't... I'm not really buying any Pokestops. That's fair. That's fair. I feel like if you're, I don't know, I, I like using it to go out to new parks and find new locations that I want to play the game in and explore new locations. It also helps that like my wife will do it with me so we can go explore these regions together and go for walks and hang out and stuff like that. But I can see playing by yourself that being a super drag. It's a lot more fun yeah. if you have someone to play it with. That's that's the thing. I don't really have anyone to play it with. It's mm-hmm. like a lot of things. Like I do other things. It's just I don't have a person to go with. Exactly. Yeah. If you had a friend, I could see it being way more fun because yeah. I always like just going out and hanging out with my friends and like walking around and stuff like that. So even if I wasn't married, but say like, say you were in the same town as me, Shamu, I think I'd have a blast just like be like, hey, you want to go play Pokemon Go? And you and I just go walk around and play Pokemon yeah, Go. Yeah. And I, I'd be playing more at that point, too, because like, I'd have someone to play it with. Exactly. It's, it's the same mentality of going to league. Yeah. That's the same. Like I'd, I'd go to like com- competitions and stuff or even like league their match or their anything whatever mm-hmm. but i just don't i don't have a place near me that's worthwhile to go on my own i'm telling you we should just hang out just move where i'm living shamu you don't realize how like there's a thought in the back of my head <laughs> you don't even realize oh man i'm poisoning boat too boat boat's thinking about it so we'll see though we'll see uh so final piece of news is unsurprising to everybody else about pokemon is that the global mission failed they were trying to do a million GTS trades, which I believe they succeeded on the last time, and they just failed. Like, it was only like 700,000 or something like that, which it uh, blows me away, because I thought way more people were trading on the GTS than that. Like, I thought GTS missions were gimmies. Well, it's the fact, too, now that you can just transfer everything from one to the other mm-hmm. pretty easily. So it's like it's not like you got to actually, like, look for stuff. And they, because actually they just, like, set a moon, you didn't have everything yet. But now yeah. going to Ultra Sun Ultra Moon, you pretty much have everything from in Sun and Moon. Yep. It's already in the same gen and everything. And Yeah. I also think less people buy the second version of a game in a generation. Yeah. You're exactly right. I don't know. In terms of games though, like uh I'm expecting to hear something Pokemon wise by June. I think we'll hear yeah. something before E three. Uh whether it be, hey, Pokemon's coming out. Just because I so I think I mentioned last week or the week before because Smash is coming out, we're probably not saying Pokemon. Though I think it would yeah. be really cool if we got Pokemon the same year because they're trying to shoot for 20 million units this year for the Switch sold, like this year alone. If they did both of those games, that would make that happen. That would make the 20 million units, yeah, right? Because they only did like 13 or 15 last year at launch, 
And part of that was due to the fact that they, they had slowed down or they, they had limited production. And so now they can actually catch up with that. So, I mean, we're hearing about Smash. I wouldn't be surprised if we heard about Pokemon, though, especially with yeah. like the translator positions that are up and everything. I wouldn't be surprised if we heard about it like maybe May, maybe in May. I don't know, though. I'm I'm not like an expert on this. There's no patterns anymore. I can't predict anything. It's fine. But that would definitely help if like Smash was like an October release and then Pokemon was, you know, November 17th release. Yeah. I think they could definitely hit those numbers then. That's my opinion. Just that's just a theory, a thatch theory. No. (laughs) Though I also wouldn't be surprised if like Diamond and Pearl remakes for the 3DS were announced. Yeah. I think they I think they're going to try to steer away from that only because they feel like a bunch of people are going to be very angry and loud about that. Imagine like after announcing like Pokemon on the Switch is happening last year at E3, they come out and they go, here are the next Pokemon games, some more 3DS, and they throw it at you. They throw you Diamond and Pearl remakes. We'll see. Time will tell. Because I said it, it's going to be wrong. So that's going to be it for the news. We're going to switch it on over, guys, to Puckle's Poke Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. So as always, guys, no browsers, no internet. You have to use what's in your heads. So of course, as always, we have five questions for you guys here today, provided by various members of the community. We're going to go ahead and get to them here in a second. But of course, the rules of this game are Shamu and Sublime are going to be operating together as teammates. They are going to try to get as many points as they can. There are five questions, one point per question. One of the questions has a second answer that they can also use to get one more point. And we're going to go ahead and they also have access to a hint that they can cash in at the end of the episode for an additional point. So if you guys are ready, I will go ahead and ask you your first question. Okay. Okay. All right. So our first question comes from Scrawn because I forgot to make the questions very quickly today. So I had to use Scrawn's. Is it about Pokepark? It is not about Pokepark. It is about Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Uh, in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, you can get the key item, the left Pokeball. And he wants to know what Pokemon is in it when you return it to its family. The left Pokeball? I know what he's talking about. I know what the quest is. You get like a part of a Pokemon. You have to like find a person who had it. Yes. Who had the other part. I don't, I never did it. I don't know. Nor have I really cared about it. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not. I don't have an answer. Well, I still need one. You also have the. Well, uh huh. We just say we don't know, and we don't have to give an answer. And then just get it wrong. You might as well guess. There's like a one in like 400 chance you'll get it right. That's less than one percent. It's still better than zero. There's well, like zero. it would be something in the decks, the uh, in the that you could probably catch in the game. So that yeah. narrows it a little bit. Somewhat. I give you a hint, but you have to use the hint. I'd rather not use the hint on the yeah. first question. Exactly. Okay, but they're not in like difficulty order this week. Neither either way, I'd rather use it for the bonus question. Okay. I don't think you'll need it for the bonus question, but you can choose to do that. I will need an answer for this one then. Um that tank, I hate myself. Why not say it's Pikachu? I feel like it's more likely to be Pikachu than something random. Sure, P- uh, uh, that works. Pikachu is unfortunately incorrect. 
Well, the answer is actually Dartrix. Uh, you, were, you were close with the Metang with like middle stage evolution. Uh, all right. So the next question comes from Shira, and she wants to know, or Ash Nightwind. I get them confused. Uh, but they want to know, what move did Shelter slash Cloyster gain access to via the Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon move tutors? Liquidation? That's got to be it. Is that your final answer? That's a really good answer. What, is this what move it gained from the tutors? Yeah. Yeah, liquidation. That is correct. Liquidation is the move that Shelter and Cloyster got uh, from the move tutors. So this next Waterfall one comes from... is so past tense. This one comes from Birdkeeper Cobra, and he wants to know, what does the move Eerie Impulse do? I believe... Oh, shoot. Um, it has a requirement... I believe it's electric terrain that like reduces special attack by like two stages. It's more ones I can't remember exactly all the details because I just know it's that really, sounds like, right. Because I don't think it has anything to do with. And there's a reason you don't see it out because I believe it has to have electric terrain. I don't think it requires electric terrain because I've seen that move be used in the game. Oh, just, oh without electric terrain. Okay, I thought it might be something else I'm thinking of. No, I think, um, yeah, let's just go with, uh, you said it sharply lowered special attack, or, like, I, by a lot. I believe it's what it does, yeah. I think that's right. I think it lowers the stat, because it's not a damaging move, I know that. No. I, I remember it was a special stat, I just couldn't remember if it was special defense or special attack. I'm pretty sure it's special attack, but... Then let's go with that. Your first guess, go with your gut. So you're going to say that it's because it lowers the special attack two stages? That is correct. So that gives you guys two points for today. Yay. Okay. So close. So close. Yeah. He, uh, that is, that is very close. So, okay. So this next question is worth two points. You have to name both Pokemon. There are two Pokemon to ever have had a four times weakness to poison type Pokemon through all of the, uh, changes in, uh, what's it called? Uh, type chart and stuff like that. Two Pokemon had a times four weakness to poison poison and they still do no uh whimsicott does well they don't they don't have it anymore oh i see oh wait I didn't, oh, oh the, well my trivia came from gen 5 so whimsicott <laughs> yeah whimsicott got it when it got the fairy typing and for that matter all of the grass fairy types of which there are more than one at this point do as well because that means tapu bulu has a quadruple poison weakness that means the synodic thing he has it. Um, and I'm if we're going at Gen 1, if we're going for the Gen 1 for something that used to have it, I remember from a few weeks back, we were talking about how Bug used to be weak to Poison, which means Parasect used to have it as well, in Gen 1 specifically. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know what the Are those your final exactly. answers? Could you explain the question? Because I'm not really sure what you're asking. No, you're right. You're all right. It's fine. <laughs> I guess that's our final answer. That's correct on every single account. Um, uh, the Pokemon that had a times four weakness that I was thinking of was Paris and Parasect, uh, which is correct because of the type chart. Um, but then, yes, Whimsicott and then Tapu Bulu and then uh, Shenotic and Moralol and all that fun stuff is also times four weak to poison. Wow, I'm real bad at this today. So you you guys are just, you're, you're, you're getting it. That's two points for you guys today. That's four points. Four points. I'm pretty sure you probably could use the hint on the first question. Right on. Let's cash in the hit for the next one. Yeah, I told you you probably could have, and you didn't listen to me. Nobody believes me when I say you should probably use the hint. 
Nobody believes me. Nobody ever uses it for the first question. You know what? I'm going to make those devilishly hard now. Uh, so no more. Question no, no, the first question. Question number five, as always, is about base stats. However, I know that Sublime has been studying the base stat totals of all of these Pokemon. And you so should not punish me for I that. I want to make it a little <laughs> bit more difficult for him today. That's not fair. That's a double standard, but whatever. It's a, it is a double standard, <laughs> and I'm okay with it. Uh, it's only slightly more difficult than usual. And I think this one should be, this should be within your realm of knowledge if you've studied hard enough, Sublime. I want to know what fire type Pokemon has a base stat total in a, a base a base attack stat of 127. What fire type Pokemon has a base stat total or not a base stat total a base stat of uh, a base attack stat of 127. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is 127 because that's a really weird number. Is that a prime number? Do we have a fire type? Blacephalon. Blacephalon's a fire type. In fact, yeah, that that actually might be it right there. <laughs> and like that's so weird because like you usually have the one thirties, the one thirty fives. I thought it was actually lower though. That's why I only think I'm a little worried. Its special attack I... is like at least one fifty. So I and it's yeah. like super offensive. So I would not be surprised if it was Blacephalon. That might be Blacephalon. I think it's speed like one oh eight then or one oh nine. It's one oh seven. It's one oh seven. That's what it was. It was a hundred something. Yeah. Um, so. I think, I think we that that's Lucephalon. Lucephalon. Yeah. Ready to use our hint just so we can like can double. Yeah, confirm. can we have a hint? Can we have a hint? Why not? We can't cash it in. Proof, 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 it's proof. a dual type Pokemon. Uh huh. Uh, and the second type is Ghost. All right. Okay. Definitely Lucephalon. <laughs> Uh, that is correct. Lucephalon has a base attack stat of 127. Which is incredibly high uh, for for a Pokemon like that. But it's an Ultra Beast, so they're super glass cannony. So that gives you guys five points today. So good for you guys. Good for you. Um, that changes standings somewhat. Uh, so Sublime is now in first place with uh, 29 points. Uh, it's a race <laughs> However, to 30 for those of you at home. I uh, have a trap card. You've activated that. <laughs> You did not add my last point for the most recent TCG cast. I have been keeping track. Have I really? Okay. Yeah. I, so that should be 30. That is 30 points. Oh my gosh. The lottery set, but Shamu, because you helped him across the finish line, you're going to get those five, five points. Yeah. Yay. You go. You win it next time, Shamu. Yeah. All right. So Sublime wins the trivia this round. So we're going to reset. That's exciting. Um, and so catch us next week for the reset ladder of Puckle's Pokey Quiz, um, where Shamu is in the lead. Uh, so we will catch you guys next week, but until then, we're going to take a short break and we're going to head on over to the topic. Hey, Puckalonians, it's Sublime Manic. Can't get enough of your favorite flip-flopping podcast? Then check out our social media. You can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube all from our website, pucklepodcast.com. And you can join our Discord to hang out with your favorite hosts and other Puckalonians. Also, check us out at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, consider subscribing to our Twitch channel. You can also check us out at YouTube at YouTube slash Puckle Podcast. And we also have a Patreon if you're able to give anything at Patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast. And on to the topic. Our topic today is going to be Pokemon villains and where they went wrong in their mischievous plans. So we're going to just jump right into it. We're going to talk about each individual team and what they did wrong to uh, let... Outside of letting a 10-year-old bring down their entire organization. So, That's it. 
That's the first point we got to cover. They didn't prepare for the 10 year old. This is literally just generic. Like, why are you letting a not adult beat the crap out of you? Um, I think I think the first place where we can talk about it for every single villain, though, is can we give them something other than like baseline Pokemon? Right. Like, I think yeah. when you oh. fight Team Rocket, it's always like Zubat and Rattata. I think Team Skull is the exception in terms of like evil teams. Right. Just because the whole gimmick is they're supposed to be bad at it. And yeah. so that's why they have, you know, bad Pokemon. But I think if we look at everybody else up until Gen 7. No, have... I actually think there's one exception, and it is a new team, Neo Team Plasma. Uh, team Plasma, Black to White, Two Head, a surprisingly diverse array of Pokemon they used, and they yeah. would evolve. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, I think that let's, let's start with Team Rocket. Let's go through their plan in red and blue, and then we'll go through their gold and silver test as well. So... The mission of Team Rocket's a very vague one, and I, I I like that for that reason, because I don't think we've had an evil team like that since. Outside of Team Skull, again, but Team Skull, like we were talking about, doesn't have this overarching goal of some kind of world domination or world-changing effect. Uh, team Rocket was just like, yeah, we're the Balfia. We're going to steal your Pokemon and then sell them or use them for ourselves. That was their goal. And I feel like we've lost that a little bit in Pokemon and villains. Completely. And so, if you look at the uh, if you look at the Team Rocket plan in Golden's or Red and Blue, you've got uh, a Team Rocket encounter in Mount Moon. I don't know what the heck they're even doing in Mount Moon. Aren't they like stealing uh, fossils? Well, stealing. Is that what they're doing? Let's say let's put stealing in quotes. Let's say they're collecting fossils because they're valuable. Yeah, I I don't know that that's stealing. I wouldn't even call that. That's evil, not even illegal. It doesn't seem like they're doing anything wrong. They yeah. are mining fossils to sell. Yeah, I and agree guess with you. what? In more modern games, you can buy fossils. So, like, what is the issue here? You, are you, you, the 10-year-old, are the villain there, disrupting a perfectly viable business strategy. <laughs> You're the villain. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. No, I actually love Team Rocket in Gen 1 because I feel like they're actually very successful in what they're trying to do. Like, they are a team that is trying to make money off of exploiting Pokemon, and they do that very successfully. They do that, Who owns yeah. the game corner? Who owns the game corner where you spend all your coins to buy them Pokemon? Team Rocket. I like it in those games as well. Team Rocket's definitely way more established in terms of the region than a lot of the other evil teams are, mm-hmm. it seems like, in other yeah. games. Because if you look at Aqua and Magma, it looks like they're just kicking into gear their overall plan, and they're still getting things together. Like, outside of membership, nothing has really happened or put them into the world. And then you've got the same thing going on with Team Team Galactic, I think you could say. Uh, team Plasma is a little bit different. I think I think Team Plasma sets themselves up at the beginning of being like, yes, we we are in this society and we are telling you that animals are friends, not food. And then you have Team Flare, which I can't I can't say anything about Team Flare, honestly. And how, I don't even really know what their goal was. I can tell you what their goal was. And we can talk about that when we get there. But Team Rocket still uh, yeah. <laughs> is what we're focusing on. Yeah, they go they go do fossils, and then for some reason they kill a Marowak, which I think is just, again, them just being a little bit more extreme than other Pokemon trainers in terms of catching Pokemon and exploiting them for monetary gain, right? And then they have... Uh, then they take over Silphco because they want Master Balls, essentially. Um, yeah. I, I just got through that part in Pokemon Yellow, by the way, and I didn't realize how horribly like bad and dry the text was for that, but it was so bad. Something like... Yes, I think they wanted to take over Silphco because I am rich and I can give rich things. And I'm just like, wow, that's really bad. 
And then, and then when you save him, he goes, I can give you anything because I am rich. Here is one master ball. And I'm like, you're rich. You can give me more than one master ball. But uh, that unfortunately was not what happened. I think that text gets cleaned up in leaf green and fire red. And then the final encounter with team rocket through that whole thing is you fight Giovanni and his gym and he like reconciles his life and everything. So, so really team rocket did everything right for their team. Yeah. Giovanni just decides to leave. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Perfect. In, in a they review. knocked it out of the park. Honestly. Yeah. And then well, you get to Johto and they're like, that's when they start having problems because they feel like a team without leadership. They they are. They're they're a snake without a head. I agree with that. That's actually really true. I didn't even man, going through this is enlightening. Uh, <laughs> I, I love Team Rocket. They are the best. They're my favorite team. They probably did everything right. Yeah, because they, they, they did. Went, they really start messing up in uh what's it called? In Johto. Though if you And read it's the only ma- because their leadership is gone. If you read the manga. The Johto Saga, I think, is way better in terms of Team Rocket because you get Neo Team Rocket or something like that, and it's fantastic. There's, like, new leadership and stuff. It's fantastic. I suggest reading it, like, 10 out of 10. Team Rocket. We have Team Rocket. They go there. They try to. They essentially try to take over the radio tower, like, three times. Oh, and they had Slowpoke Tails. And they had Slowpoke. I don't understand the Slowpoke Tails. I think that's, again, like, another instance of the Marowak situation. Well, well apparently the, it's a delicacy. So who is eating? Who who is eating slowpoke tail? That's what I want to know. Yeah, this is. It wasn't them that started it, right? It's like veal. Yeah, and I'm like, well, then what's wrong with them offering something that's already acceptable to eat? I don't slowpoke know. won't even miss its tail for like ten years before it notices it. So like, I think they grow back. It's a victimless too? crime. I don't know. If right. they grow oh back. my god! Yes, Team Rocket, do keep doing you. You're doing everything right, yeah. Team Rocket. Until they start like getting knocked out by Lance and every and yeah. Jodo. Because yeah. they're they're starting to actually like affect Pokemon by forcing them to evolve. That's a little illegal. But after that, you don't see them again. They're just gone. We do get that little snippet of like Silver trying to find Giovanni again. I think that arc is better played out in the manga than in the video games. So I definitely suggest taking checking that out. So how they went wrong? The leader just walked away from it. Yeah, that's all. Your your leadership left. I right, so if we move on to Team Magma and Team Aqua, I think we could tackle these together probably. Like yes, I I think the I think one their overall missions were not thought through. That was real bad, because I think when you get to the end of the game and they both unlocked Kyogre slash Groudon, depending on which game you're playing, Mm -hmm. they both go, "Man, I shouldn't have done that." So they technically accomplished their goal. Yeah, they did. So where they failed was to like, what was the plan after you had your goal? They they lacked foresight. I think that was on. That's all I can say about them. They lacked foresight. They were just like, man. Wouldn't it, I want the world to be full of water. Well, why do you want that, Archie? Because it would be cool, guys. And I, I have no idea. Like, I feel like they... It was such like... Uh, I feel like Pokemon was trying to go in a direction away from Team Rocket and try to come up with more serious villains, and they did the exact opposite. Well, they, like, in a way, it makes sense. I've, um, Because especially I've always thought Team Magma made a little more sense because they're all like, oh, well, people yeah. need a place to le- live, and there's overpopulation, so let's have more land. Um, so I've always thought of them as like these eco-terrorism, um, teams, which is a legitimate threat. I I can see Team Magma more than Team Aqua. Team Aqua makes sense. Team Aqua is like, why would anyone join Team Aqua? I don't understand that. That doesn't make sense to me. Let's take, let's take a second and just realize that somebody joined these organizations, by the way. I can see someone joining Team Magma. I cannot see someone joining Team Aqua. Like logically. We should have a remake remake of Especially Emerald. Especially in Hoenn. 
You want more water in Hoenn? What's wrong with you? The whole game's just surfing now. That's the whole game. You just surf from location to location, small island to small island. And then Archie's like on a, he's on a cruise ship. He's the one who founded Aether Paradise. Fun fact. Because he's just like, I want to live on this boat. I was imagining like Lily Cove after like flooded. It's just like Lily Cove City, just like one little island in the top of the department store. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's pretty good. good That'd be a really good cave to go through the submerged lower floors. That would oh that would be really cool. Oh my gosh, can we get Pokemon like ten thousand years later and like you've got the ruins (laughs) of the old regions? I feel like that would be really good. Uh, So also, so let's move on. Team Galactic, if we can actually remember what these guys did, Um, they try to. Their overall plan is to redo the world, which I think is. It's ambitious. Let's say it's that. It's ambitious. Yes. Uh, and he almost succeeds. Uh, Cyrus almost succeeds here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he grabs, he makes the necklace out of three beads. First of all, that's not a necklace that's, or a chain or whatever they called it because it's just three beads put together. Uh, so that they do succeed in that very well. Their methods are a little uncanny because they just like blow up the lakes Yeah, and they grab them. But that was, that was very interesting to me. Um, and then he, he gets he gets up there and he tries to do it. And it's another one of those, like, I, I feel like his situation wasn't the, the same as Archie and Maxie's, where they were just like, oh, man, I didn't plan this far ahead. I think his was more like, this isn't what I expected. Because he'll unleash Dialga or Palkia or Giratina. And then he, I think, in, I think the canon is that he's stuck in the distortion world now. I'm not entirely certain on that, but I think he is in the distortion world. Um, in canon that and, sounds fitting yeah which it does um but i feel like it was just one of those situations where he didn't he didn't know enough about these creatures to be able to control them he just knew like the bare minimum and was trying to make it happen he made he made some major assumptions about some pokemon's abilities well actually now that we think about it this is the first team that fails because team rockets as we discovered was yeah awesome. that's true and Magma and um, Magma and Aqua technically accomplished their goal. They just failed to plan what happens after. Mm-hmm. Cyrus, you stop. He does not get what he wants. This is true. Well, you kind of stop Team Aqua and Team Magma, but you're more cleaning up a mess than anything else. You're cleaning up their mess. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, you're right. That's the first one you stop is Cyrus because he's just so like... So Cyrus is a failure. Yeah, he is. A, well, they're all kind of failures, but... Well, I mean, yes, he's Cyrus a failure. is the first official failure. Yeah, I would also argue that Gio- Giovanni is not a failure. Um, no, he just walks away with it. And I'm like, he which is to why do it's fitting. Things. It's why it's fitting. He's the leader of Team Rainbow Rocket. So good for him. And so after that, we go to Gen Five. Gen Five, I think, was fantastic, though. By the way, I think that was fantastic. I think it oh, was yeah. a bad thing to lie to your peons. I think that was a bad thing to do is to go, hey, Team Plasma, by the way, we were lying about your mission statement this entire time. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's bad because you do get that split that you see in Black and White 2 of Team Plasma Which and Neo great. Team Plasma. Right. Which is great. I, I can take a moment. I can argue that Gen 5 didn't do a lot for the series overall except for story. Yeah. Um, but the story of Gen 5 is significantly better than any other Pokemon game. And I'm hoping that Gen 8 follows in those footsteps of Gen 5, story-wise. I really do. Honestly, they can remake it, but not give me just all new Pokemon. Just change the wild Pokemon, and I think everything would be better. 
Which is why Black 2 White 2 was so good. Yeah. I am so sad that those games sold so poorly, by the way. Because... Go ahead, Shamu. Because it's like, cause Black and White 2 were just phenomenal, essentially. They, I think I've had multiple times before, that they redeemed Black and White. Yeah, the absolutely. Black and redeemed them, because it made the story make sense, and it made a whole, like, it just made it a much more enjoyable experience. It kind of, like, I never really cared for Black and White, but mm-hmm. Black and White 2 was just phenomenal. There's like, only two regions that have ever given you character development, and they're Johto slash Kanto. Mm-hmm. And Unova, because you have a sequel in the same area. Exactly. It's like it's just like almost like a whole like the sequel to the game. Legitimate the legitimate sequel to the game. Yeah, so you see the same characters having evolved. Yeah. And it's really great to see that because other games don't have that. Yeah. Oh man, I agree entirely. I hope that we get this in the next iteration of Pokemon. We get more character development. I really hope that at some point we get a sequel where you can go back to another region or something that gets tied to another region in some sense. Other than yeah. vague references to Kanto and stuff like that, like we got in Sun and Moon, I'm hoping yeah. that we can get references and maybe more characters that come from another region. Like, let's say that everybody from Unova co- moves to another region and you get characters that have moved from that region. Or better yet, and I think this would be phenomenal and it's something that hasn't been done yet, we should have a gym leader. Let's say let's say we go back in Pokemon and Switch and we go back to gym leaders throughout the region, right? Make one or two of those gym leaders gym leaders from other regions that have moved to this new region. That would be awesome. Yeah. Right? Like, wouldn't and it be isn't cool? Isn't that what Norman does? It is what Norman does, but we never saw the like, region that the he came from originally. that's the character in Hoenn is you move because he's becoming a gym leader. Well, so because, it's already like, yeah. Well, you know that he's moving from Johto as well. Like, that's canon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he has moved from Johto over there. And I think that would be really cool to be able to see a, a gym leader from another region be a gym leader in another region because they've relocated their lives. I think that would be really interesting. Just give us some character development. I also just hope gym leaders play a larger role like they did in Black and White in the overall story because that is something that we've never seen before. We've never seen gym leaders... Well, we have seen it before. We've seen it in Black and White. But we don't typically get to see gym leaders in a position where they're helping out with the story, helping out against the villains, doing their job for the for the lack of a better terminology. They, they need to do their jobs more than just yeah. sit in the, tile, in the ivory towers. Though I would like to take it taken aside because my playthrough of Pokemon Yellow has made me realize like the tonal shift in Pokemon recently. And maybe you can agree with me here. Because when you talk to gym leaders in the older games, what you end up getting is a different idea of what a gym leader does. These people are supposed to be developing moves. They're like the leaders in Pokemon training. Uh, because you'll notice this in a lot of other Pokemon or in gym leaders in Pokemon Red and Blue and Yellow, they're like, I created this technique. And then you get handed the t- TM for Fissure or something like that. That's huge. I think that's a complete shift in what we think gym leaders are now. We see these gym leaders as just people who test how strong you are. And I don't think that's what it was originally in Pokemon. It was more of like a wild, wild west. I see a little bit of it more being like leaders in the community as well. Yeah. Now, like, they're like, they have responsibilities sometimes especially in gen 5 that was huge in gen yes 5. absolutely like they were like the sheriff in town basically yeah i i think in gen 5 that's very evident and you don't see that very much so now i don't i didn't think you saw a lot of that in kalos personally and i don't so i like trials but i don't know that i like trial captains if that makes sense yeah um i think trials are a fantastic way to make the game harder because totem pokemon are a significant difficulty increase in pokemon but I think trial captains, making them like 
12 years old, I think takes away from that position. But then you have the um, kahunas as well. I think the kahunas are good. I think the kahunas Which are, are kind of that, like, responsible for the island thing. I guess. I guess. I, I'll take I mean, it's appointed to them by the tapus, right? So, like, it comes with certain responsibilities, I feel like. Yeah. And you also see the kahunas do more in the games, I think, yeah. personally. So, I, I do like how they did that. They did a good job there. I just hope we get traditional gym leaders back, especially if, Agreed. since we're going to a new console and you're going to try to make people come back to the game and buy your system. I think we're going to get gym leaders back in the next game, which yeah. sounds excellent to me. I, I hope we get more of a story driven, though, because if you watch, if you play through Pokemon uh, Red and Blue again, th- I, I just have so much nostalgia and I've realized so many things that have changed since then is that the badges weren't incredibly necessary to progress through the game because there are many instances where you could just skip the gym and keep going. Uh, an example of this would be, like, you don't need to beat the Celadon gym, like, ever until you get to the last gym. Uh, you need to beat the Fuchsia City gym before you beat Blaine because you need to get sur- access to Surf. Um, you don't need to beat Sabrina because Sabrina doesn't give you access to a TM that you need. So these are all... It's all very interesting that like you could do that, and I'm hoping we get some more kind of free flowy gameplay like that once again. And I think they might do it after looking at something like what was it called, uh, Breath of the Wild and stuff like that. However, we were talking about evil teams and how bad Team Plasma was, and how it made I Pokemon. We were saying good. how good. Yeah, well, um, they did a good job, in but, my yeah. opinion. I I think their biggest flaw, honestly, was it was Gates' flaw uh, in two ways. One, you lied to your members, right? Uh, they they were not PETA. So you're going to get people turning on you exactly when you reveal your actual goal. That's not good. Two, you're going to get a lot of things. Um, two, you're relying on this like kid with magical powers to be your leader, like fake leader mm-hmm. throughout this. And this kid just comes to the realization like, no, what I'm doing is wrong, you know? So I, I think that's very interesting. I wish we got more backstory on N2, personally. They have so much like, so many hints yeah, there's so I, much periphery lore around him, but you just I just want like a ton of end story in your face because I think people would love it. I feel like that's what people want from Pokemon in general, and we just don't get it. And I think it's intentional because they want Pokemon to have a lot of headcanon. Yes, I recall you talking about that before. But like they have like remember the opening to Black and White? Like it has end and pictures of him growing up as a small child, and like that's never explored. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, a lot of things aren't explored like that, though. Like I said, Pokemon likes its headcanon. So, uh, final team, because I don't really want to talk about Aether Paradise. I think that I think those are team, like the Aether Foundation and Team Skull. I think those are their own things. Yeah. Um, and I don't think they're very much evil organizations in either way. I think... Eh, team Skull's a gang. It's a gang. It's like watered-down Team Rocket. It's not really an organization. Well, yeah. no, because gangs are organized. Um... It's like their bar is even lower than Team Rocket. Yes. They're just, they don't really have a goal. They don't have a goal. That's what their problem is. Mm-hmm. They're just they're doing their thing, but they don't have a goal. Yep. And so next, uh, next team, though, is Team Flare, whose ultimate goal was to fire the weapon that destroyed the planet. So that they can be in charge of the world or to rebuild the world. I think it's, I think it's like pseudo Team Galactic, but in a much worse way. Yeah, yeah, so they were going to kill off everyone but Team Flare members and rebuild the world more perfectly. Yes, that sounds right. That absolutely sounds right. Uh, yeah, wow. I, I, so a lot of things wrong in that. One, you know right away who's the bad guy. 
He should. Yeah. If your plan is to destroy the world like this, you probably shouldn't make yourself known. But he made himself very well known. Also, I I don't. I feel like you shouldn't try to take try to destroy the world. I feel like there's better ways to do that than be like, I'm gonna kill everybody. Um, go go find Dialga and Palkia. That might work out better for you. I I don't know though. Like I think I don't remember Team Flare doing enough to like really say, hey, we're doing this. Other than like, hey, we're doing this now. They didn't really play a very big part of the story. It just kind of shows up towards when it happens, and that's. Yeah, I thought it was really weird. I let's just say Team Flare didn't do a good job. And the thing about the Team Flare is they're supposed to be this really fashionable team, and they disappointed me on that front. And they just didn't really accomplish anything as a team except for like the big final finale. I just realized their name was Tier- Team Flare, and that was probably supposed to be a pun about like fashion. Yes, it is. It is. It's been <laughs> it's been five years. And I just got that. Oh my god! Holy. Which should be so sublime, but they aren't fashionable. That burnt orange suit is hideous. <laughs> You're oh not wrong. Oh, Who's man. that elite four member? She's the only person in Team Flare. Malva. She's the only yes. person who is fashionable. Not yes. even Lysander is that fashionable. I don't think it's no. really just Malva. His spirit animal is totally Pyroar, by the way, but he's just like, of Mega Gyarados, guys. Right? There's so many missed opportunities there. It's because they didn't want Gen 6 Megas, and it's a shame, because Mega Pyroar could be cool. Mega Pyroar might make Pyroar useful. Yeah, I mean, it's already kind of niche. It's got its moments. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. I think Pyroar is a pretty good mod, but... It is, overall. We could talk about that maybe more, Uh, though I wanted to talk about... Hey, maybe that can be... Uh, We'll find out. All right. (laughs) But I think that's it. I think we wrapped everything up there. So what we'll do then is we're going to take a short break here, guys, and we're going to come right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. But before that, if you guys want to be part of this discussion, you can tell us what you think of every evil team and how they failed. Which one's your favorite? Send that into PucklePodcast at gmail.com. So we are going to kick it on over, guys, to a commercial break, and we'll be right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. We will catch you on the flip-flop. What are the two things that everybody wants most from life? Their love and time travel. Now I can't bring you love, but I can bring you time travel. Hello, my name is Bill, and I live in Goldenrod City, Johto, and I've just come up with a device that will let you trade with Pokemon trainers. Three years in the past. You heard me correct. If you go to any Pokemon Center, you can access the time capsule and trade with anyone even yourself, from three years ago. You heard right. Time travel. For free, any Pokemon Center. Now, I'm not sure why I'm advertising this since I'm making zero money. Wait. Why am I advertising this? Pokemon the episode. And welcome back, guys, to the Pokemon of the episode. Today, our Pokemon is National Dex number 668, Pyroar, the royal Pokemon. With fiery breath of more than 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit, they viciously threaten any challenger. The females protect the pride's cubs. Ooh, like lions. That's all they are. They're just lions. Yes, they're lions. (laughs) I feel like we need a... I wish Luxray was better, honestly. But Pyroar is actually really good, and I'm surprised it's in PU. I'm not going to lie. I am, sh- I am shocked, honestly. 
base 106 speed with base 109 special attack. This thing is almost as good as Blacephalon <laughs> in terms of like looking at it. Mm, Blacephalon I, has a much higher special yeah, attack. Yeah, yeah, but like it's almost as fast as Blacephalon and it's a fire type. Like I wouldn't I I'm surprised it's not in like UU. I don't know why it's not. I think it's Well, okay. Funny. Think That's about this. Salazzle is faster and stronger with fire poison. And so this is a weaker version of Salazzle. I think Salazzle is like RU, isn't it? It might be. I'm just saying like no there are things that outclass this. That's the same okay, yeah. thing. Please here. tell me. I, I want to know. A Salazzle, as we just said. Yeah. Um, let me look at things that Actually, Salazzle's not. Salazzle's, yeah, Salazzle's RU, because I was playing RU for a while so I could play for Alligator. And <laughs> it's, uh, and you have. Salazzle for Alligator, all in RU together. They're like both mm-hmm. top tier mons in that tier. Okay. Um, I still do not understand how this is not at least NU. Yeah, it should be. It should not be. I don't know if it should be down that low, but it's like you should go, go play PE with Burnet some Pyroar. Just say <laughs> it outclasses it as a mixed. Yeah. And oh, now I see. Well, no, because Delphox is NU, which oh. also seems kind of low. So I guess it's competing with Delphox for. NU, but like there are not a lot of fire types in NU, and I feel like it should be NU. The only things I'm seeing are Typhlosion and Delphox. And this is absolutely on par with Typhlosion. This is a good Pokemon for these tiers. It is. I'm not gonna it lie. It absolutely is. Like when I was playing PU, Pyroar wasn't even on like the list of threat like huge threats, and I don't know why, because he's got a decent a, a decent enough move pool, and he's got good stabs. And 109 special attack is a lot down there. That's a lot. Especially with 106 speed, you're like running a lot of stuff in That's PU. a great speed tier in a lot of tiers. That's, yeah, that's even a good speed tier in OU. Overall, that's like a great speed tier with yeah. a good special attack. I'm surprised nobody got him for Piddle. Um, and so, that's surprising because it's a pretty good choice. Yeah. So For a T5. Yeah, because yeah, he's tier 5 even as well. So. Although, uh, maybe it's just that there's so many fire types that no one needs to pick it. That's fair. But, so if you do want to run Pyroar, because he's amazing, he slash she is amazing, you can give it Fire Blast, Hyper Voice, um, he has access to Flamethrower, but he also has access to Taunt and Will-O-Wisp. Hidden Power Grass is always a good option for those uh, water types that will probably come at him. Obviously, you want to go Timid to run with that 106 speed stat. It's 252 special attack, 252 speed. His, his move pool isn't super deep. Which is probably one of the reasons, but that's, I think it's yeah, amazing. Yeah, I also think I think it, some of his abilities are wasted because he does get Moxie, which un- is unfortunate because his base attack is like yeah. sixty or something like that. It's sixty-eight, yeah. And not good. I mean, then the other two are rivalry and unnerve. So you have unnerve to run, is something. You you want to run unnerve? That's like the best yeah, choice. Yeah, you want right? that's the most consistent choice. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, unnerve you can get or a rivalry and get something out of, but not guaranteed. Uh, but he yeah. also does get Rivalry's things like facade. Very gimmicky. He does get things like facade, which you can poison him or something like that. Get some more damage. But then again, that's still physical. Uh, and yeah, if you're if you're running wise down here, it's because of the move pool. You literally yeah. have four moves. That's it. He, yeah, I, I mean, he doesn't have many other moves that he can use. Maybe he, maybe he can go for a a solid um, sunny day solar beam set or something like that. 
Like, it has a, a unique move, actually. It has a signature move, Noble it, Roar. It's not Nor- Noble it's not, Roar, which you that should never use. Roar? But it's cool that it has a signature move, right? It lowers the. Oh, never oh, mind. It's, it's like it's like worst after all. No, it's, it, it used to be. It, used to be. <laughs> it did it used to be. Yeah. So Noble Roar lowers the target's attack and special attack by one stage. The problem is the Komo'o line now has it, and Solgaleo has stolen its signature move. And I don't know why, because Solgaleo has its own signature moves. Why you gotta step on Pyro? Actually, Pyra. a lot more Pokemon get it now. Um, Waylord gets it. What? That's, that's um, like the only other thing I'm seeing, though. Reshiram, Zekrom, Kyurem. What? what? Unless Bulbapedia is wrong, which it can be. I'm looking at Smogon, and it's just showing the Komo'o line, the Pyro line, Solgaleo, and Waylord. Oh, okay. Here, um, let me look at. Sandy. I don't know. Sandy That's very confusing. Right it doesn't matter because it's just a worst part. Uh, a worst it parting is. shot. Bad. A worst parting it's, shot. Because you don't get to switch, right? Yeah. I mean, if you could just run parting shot, like that's what you should do. If it got parting shot, that would probably take it up a tier or two. Oh, I agree. Parting shot's a decent move, and I feel like parting it's incredibly underutilized. It's incredibly underdistributed is the problem. That's true as yeah. well, which is probably good because I don't know if like if you had a lot of parting shot yeah. users in the meta, that would yeah. be really disgusting. A lot of it's, the yeah. parting shot. It's a generic like, oh, we mm-hmm. don't have a Z move. Let's make the parting shot a thing. Let's make us yeah. get, let's give us a seventh Pokemon. Yeah, it's disgusting. But I yeah, he gets snarl. That's a that's a move. That's that not bad in VGC. Yeah, in VGC, that's not terrible. It actually gets Dark Pulse, too, if you just wanted yeah. to play singles. Yeah. But in VGC, I actually think Pyro saw a little bit of use in... Uh, was it VGC 14? I the don't one know. That was it sounds like a worse... only. It was the yeah. Dex only, which yeah, was very was fire anemic. You had Charizard, Rotom Heat, and that, that was pretty much it. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. So Arcanine was totally in that was meta, pretty good wasn't it? There. Huh? Arcanine was in that meta, wasn't it? I don't think it was. No. Really? Um, no. Yeah, it wasn't. It's Arcanine's not in the always been like a solid choice for VGC. So. Uh, always. Although now you can use Incineroar now that it finally has Fake yeah. Out plus Intimidate. But that's a story for another day. And in mid-season um, showdown, I think it got like, it was in six of the top eight teams. It was already in the top 12 like yeah. of usage, right? So you give it like Intimidate and I'm like, yes, I chose the correct starter for my fave. Um, <laughs> that's not but yeah. true, but it's fine. No, it's the correct choice. You just chose yeah. grass or water. Litten. Um, well, <laughs> let's move on though let's, let's, to other yes, Pyro fun on. things. Pyro is cool. I think I want you to talk about it because we talked about it before the segment. Is the Pyro cards in the TCG? I think there's a significant number of them that aren't in rotation now that I think are worth talking about just because those abilities could pop up again. Yes. So the original Pyro card made a huge impact on the metagame when it came out, and that is all the way back in Flashfire at the start of X and Y, uh, because it had the ability Intimidating Main as a stage one, and it said that prevent all damage done to this Pokemon by attacks from your opponent's basic Pokemon. Now, just to set the scene, during X and Y, that was still the EX generation of Pokemon in the TCG, so a ton of like super strong decks relied on these big basics to do all of the work. So Pyro, yeah. like everyone had to tech for Pyro or you'd be, get beaten by it. Completely changed the metagame. Um, and then in Phantom Forces, they released another Pyro with Flare Command, which is basically like a um, Lysander as yeah. its ability. When you attach a fire energy to it, you could switch your opponent's active that's really Which nice, is not though. a bad ability. That's quite a very strong Lysander ability. Lysander was uh, really good. It is, Yeah, it still is. 
if you play in the right format. Um, yes. So the thing is, that Pyroar was still very popular even after it rotated out and expanded because people would combine it with an Archeops card um, from Black and White that had the ability Ancient Power, which says that each player can't play any Pokemon from his or her hand to evolve his or her Pokemon. So you combine Archeops so people can't evolve their Pokemon with Pyroar, which can't be damaged by anything that isn't evolved. So you'd be undefeatable, sort of, in, in theory. Scrawn had that deck for a long time. Um, <laughs> yep. It's worth noting that that Archeops has been banned in Expanded. So that deck can't be used anymore, but it existed for a while. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, Pyroar, really cool Pokemon in terms of like competitive usage and stuff like that. I I am really un, like I am disappointed by where it is. It should be NU. It should be NU completely. NU, yeah, that's what I meant. Not NU. It should be NU. I think it absolutely should be. So let's all go to NU and just start using Pyroar use all the Pyroar, time. Use Pyroar, y'all. Because there's like seven people playing NU right now, and if we all go use Pyroar, the usage stats go way up. So that's what we should do. Uh, Dark Pulse is an interesting option. I think that's honestly something worth checking out. Really You'd have to think about like what specifically it hits that yeah, um, your fire and snap don't hit. Mm-hmm. He does get access to Hyper Beam as well, guys. So just just keep that in mind. Which oh my gosh, nothing. normally I'm Z. That would be yeah. fun. Oh man! All right, so that that's True. me. Yeah. That's me gushing over Pyroar. We're gonna. It's great. We're gonna go and mm-hmm. kick it on over, guys, to the mailbag where we're gonna read your emails. So we will catch you guys over there. for the mailbag send in your emails the mail's here check your inbox it's time for the mailbag mail and on to the mailbag the mailbag as always is brought to you by the energy drink green Taurus. the energy drink that gives you hooves Hooves. Oh, I slowed that time. Dang. Yeah, you were real slow there, but that's fine. <laughs> Usually I'm on it. As always, we will be giving out the Green Tauros badge to anybody we deem worthy, which actually means if you started a good conversation, we'll give it to you. So let's jump into it then. Uh, last week, our mailbag question is, what do you think is frustrating that Pokemon hasn't fixed yet? So I think our first email is from Coop. So I think Sublime's going to grab this one. All right. Why, hello, good Puckle Peeps. I kept on meaning to type something out, but life happens. Either to keep, um, keep things short, I'll go into the things that make me think that my head plus a wall feels fun or makes me feels Bulu, man. While I'm glad that they brought back character customization, I feel like there is more that is needed. I know way too many people with long hair, and for whatever reason, long hair in the game is shoulder length. Also, the fact that we can't get pants. So true. If you think that pants should stop just below your knees, then you probably aren't wearing pants. I know it's probably just being picky, but as st- still, as someone who only wears pants, it's noticeable. The next thing is the festival fail. I know this is a given, but come on. A super shoddy system that can't even let you add friends while you are in it. No, uh, no, you have to pause your game, go into the DS friend code adder, go back into the game. Then you have to reconnect to the internet because it kicks you out only to have you go into the castle because you will never be able to find them. Despite being in your friends list and online, give him or her a page so that you show up in front of you and add the friend to your VIP list. Or you will finally show up on your list of people you can interact with. All of this for what? Making a little town that you can customize? 
How about just letting us customize them all in the first city? Oh, that's a good idea. At least that makes yeah. some sense. Places go out of business and come back all the time. Even if they made it so people on your friend list showed up in the mall, at least then it would feel like the mall is populated and not just five people on an infinite loop where you will see the same person run through each other if you wait long enough. This is getting ranty. So I'll just mention the Taurus game, which was probably the only real add-on. Could have just been a mini game in the farm behind the daycare. I would like to mention one thing that was done right, though. The ability to trade Rotom boosts. It makes life so much easier if you're hunting on a second game you reset to throw these boosts on it. Either way, I wish you all a good one. Coop. No, he's right about Festival Plaza. Honestly, PSS Ugh. had that same issue though with the friends, where you had to still like go out to add the friend code. At least it, at least it was definitely easier to find them after that. And it was like yeah. always on. The PSS system was always on your screen. Yeah, that's the truth. You didn't have to like go that. through a bunch of menus to reach. I miss that a lot. Yeah. I hope there's a menu for that in yeah, the next game where course. it's like always totally. on. I really, really hope that is. Mm-hmm. I hope they, mm-hmm. I hope they've heard our cries because I was, I really didn't think PSS was going to be the thing that got kicked out, because every Pokemon game has something that gets moved out, right? You, yeah. We lost the Dexnav, everything like that. I, I expected Dexnav to leave. I didn't expect PSS to go though. I thought PSS the was here to stay. The travesty. No, no we had you to get rid of one of the arena. best systems we ever had, just so we could have Rotom Dex on the bottom screen, which yep. is such a travesty. Rotom Dex could tell me when my friends are online. I'd be okay with it that. It could have been cute. Imagine a PSS via Rotom Dex. Right? That would have been better. Yeah. Ugh. Pokemon, Why? you just made your game better. Why? Fix it. Fix hire us. It. Hire us. Honestly, right? <laughs> we, we should also, go... I do agree about pants because I'm like, I don't like all these tropical clothes. Give us all the options. I want all the clothes all of the time and more haircuts and more skin tones. I'm very annoyed by the three skin choices. Were there four this time? There need to be like at least 10. I'm just so saying. So I said three, I said three months ago, um, why did it take us an entire year to get Hawaiian shirts in the Pokemon region based on Hawaii? Because we did not have Hawaiian shirts in Pokemon Sun and Moon. It took us Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon to get Hawaiian shirts. Just riddle me that, Pokemon. Why didn't you think about that? You didn't think about it, did you? Just saying. People love character customization, so you should give them all the bells and whistles. Oh, yeah. they will go. No, they, they realize that. I don't know if they realized it because of the outrage that was, well, outrage. I'm going to put that in quotes. Oras. Yeah. Uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Uh, Which was understandable. Had, I mean, yeah, I agree. It's a remake, so you have to cut out the character customization. So that, that makes sense. Uh, I, I don't know if that was the reason why. I hope it was to an extent. Like, they do listen to some extent. I do know that it's a, a policy at Nintendo to not listen to the fans about their input on games. Like, if a fan sends them a letter like, hey, could you put this in a game? It's just like, we don't listen to that on purpose. Because we want the developers to make the game that they want to make. And that's fair, because that's how Pokemon operates. They always get us hyped up for a feature, and then they give us to it in the most underwhelming way they possibly can. Uh, like, with the interviews, I, I've said this several times, and I don't think I'll be able to say it enough. Um, in the interviews with um, the Game Freak staff, they've said, we want to figure out a way to make this more of a multiplayer experience. If it's going to be on the TV, how do we in- how do we engage other people that are watching it on the TV that aren't playing the game? And like I said, I think it's a great idea just to break off a Joy-Con and jo- jump into a minigame or something like that. Yeah. Better yet, Pokeethalon. You know, I think that would be an excellent way to do it. That could, yeah, that would work. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, though, let's move on then to uh, 
BK Cobra's email. All right. This will, this one's for you, Shamus. Okay. Greetings, Satch, and whoever he is. For this week's mailbag, I'd like to know why they still don't have customizable Pokeballs in the game yet. Sure, True. I, can, I can go to a lot of trouble without resetting to catch that one elusive female in my special one of a ball, and then spend more hours breeding if we're competitive, but why? I'm sure there are people out there who enjoy collecting all the different Pokemon in their favorite ball variant, but wouldn't it be great if you could make your own unique designs and animations? Um... I know they had some stuff with that knife, diamond, and pearl. Yeah, they, there was they, the, they there the ball capsules, but that wasn't the same. That was more of no, like no, a, no, it was more of like no, a bedazzle when it came out, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that wasn't an actual like Pokeball customization. Um, mm-hmm. what do you guys think? And what would your ideal Pokeball look like? What animation would you want? And looking forward to Monday. Regards, not Black Cobra. The, Listen, go for it. I yeah. have. I already have the perfect thing. I have. In my one friend ball from Sun and Moon, Snivy. And it matches perfectly. Do you know the friend ball design? It's like green on the top with like a tiny little like red dot or something. Oh, I'm aware. It's perfect. It matches beautifully. I don't know. So I'm good. I I feel like you should know this, Sublime. There was an episode a really long time ago where we were talking about things we want in future Pokemon games. And it turned into an episode of me and Bo designing this very intricate Pokeball system. Uh, but because this is something that we've definitely covered before. I, I forget what episode <laughs> it was. It was definitely like 20 minutes, though, of me and Bo going back and forth, creating this custom Pokeball or this Pokeball crafting mechanism inside the game. And uh-huh. if, if I were to honestly answer Ooh, this question, that's oh, no, what I no, want. No, no, no. That's so what like more like a more advanced version of how you could have Kurt craft different balls, basically. Yeah. So we wanted to expand it out to like more. Cra- yeah. Esque balls like mm-hmm. we have the dive ball I just don't see and the why net you can't ball and the pokeball that's true i i would be okay with that i feel Although, like let me tell you i'm obsessed with the aesthetic of my pokemon matching its pokeball i go through the trouble of doing it no, um, I, I don't blame you at all for that and the other thing is when you catch a pokemon or release it there is an animation of like the special effects that goes with it and that does need to be different because mm-hmm. you want your water types to have like the dive ball because it has the splashiness right so i get it i get it we do need to have a lot of customization options for how your pokemon comes out and what the ball looks like because they need to match yeah that's fine that makes that makes sense i really it's just like how we were talking about how people love character customization they want that to go to their pokemon too yeah i agree with that i think that ball capsules were poorly implemented when they were originally though because like if you put the pokemon in the ball capsule you had to like take the ball capsule off of the Pokemon to be able to like deposit it in the into the bank. Uh, so if we could uh, have that just on every individual Pokemon to begin with, I think that's fair. Uh, though you might forget what you did and like use a Pokemon, and then it comes up with some kind of obscene word that you put on the Pokeball. Honestly, that's probably mm-hmm. why ball capsules aren't in there anymore. Yeah, uh, probably. <laughs> I think we just yeah, solved the problem uh, because they did have letters in Gen Four, and I can only imagine a Pokeball coming out and being like, "Ah, oh, I don't like you anymore." And so that that it, that should be something to look out for. However, uh, I I like the idea of just like crafting pokeballs and just being like, yeah. oh hey, let's uh if I get this if I take this pokeball and this pokeball we can like make them kiss and then we can have other things. I I think there's a lot of different pokeballs that don't exist that should exist, right? Because we have like thirty we have three pokeballs I think that are for catching water type Pokemon specifically, uh. 
Let, let's open that up. Let's give me some Pokeballs. Make them a little bit harder to get because I need to gather materials or something that I can use to help catch Rock-type Pokemon or Fire-type Pokemon or Grass-type Pokemon, something like that. I think that would be really cool. So if you're going to do anything to the Pokeballs, I think that's the way it should be done. Uh, first, before you can go and paint them. I mean, if you want to paint them, that's fine, but I don't think there's a good way to do that right now. Other than like having a collection of all, all stickers that already exist or something like that. Maybe there's a way to upload pictures to it and you can like paste the picture on your Pokeball. Oh no. Just me though. What just if you me. could just change the yellow in the Ultra Ball? Also? I don't know. I, I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of this you could just do with like paint. Yeah, and, I, honestly, I don't think there's anything wrong if you could just give your Pokeballs a paint job and change the colors that show up when it comes out. That's all you need, and people would be very happy. Maybe. We'll see, though. Uh, all right, so this next email, our last one today, is going to be from Shira. We actually might have time for one more. We might go for one more. We might go for four. Let's see. So this one is from Shira. Hello, Thatch and flamboyant co-host. Thank How did you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for all the great episodes. The Puckle community has been so nice, especially the VGC team building forum where who have, oh, excuse me, who have really helped me out a lot in improving my hail team for the March international challenge. I'm learning a lot from them. How cool was it to see Nidu King and Togekiss score the second place at the Oceania, Oceania international. Nice to see a player from Scandinavia doing so well in a big tournament. I'd like to do an aside here though. And just be like, uh, sublime. You've probably noticed this as well. The number of players in VGC, the nationalities has just grown, like the diversity. So much. In like it's the past really two years, great. it's giant. It's, you've been seeing it like the last couple of generations, like from mm-hmm. X and Y onward, it just has been getting increasingly and increasingly super diverse. I would say the player base isn't growing that much, but I would say the diversity is increasing. I think access to the community uh, internationally has mm-hmm. been expanding really well. I agree. I agree with that. So I just wanted to make that comment. I think that is amazing. Anyway, these are the things that bother me that they should really fix for a new game. Dare I say it? Festival Plaza. It's terrible. Nobody likes it. And the shops you can get, some are version exclusive. So I've been trying to get uh, a Team Pink for ages, but I'm not sure it's possible in Ultra Sun. The world needs pink, man. Not cool. Also, I miss the character being able to sit down and more customization of the for the avatar. I think the avatar yep. had way more customization in this version than X and Y, though. So, I honestly like the X and Y customization better. Uh, we can have handbags are here. so much better than backpacks. Give me both, and they don't give you both. I'd love to get triple battles and rotation battles back just for more options. I those were for definite CPU issues, and I think they did it because they knew nobody cared. Uh, those are just so gimmicky and there's no way to build like a solid meta around them. But yeah, yeah, broken and such, but no. You I, could bring them back on the Switch though. You could, but yeah. But no, I really didn't think so. It was fun to build teams for unless it was to troll people uh, and run Terracot. I do hope the bat to, uh, I do hope they bring back something like the Battle Chateau, which was amazing, amazingly fun to level in. That's true. Something like that would be fun. I've heard rumors about the Switch game not being as turn-based as usual. Any thoughts on that? I'd hate for that to happen. Thanks, guys. It's BS. Regards, Shira. It's going to happen. 
there's so many rumors about Pokemon. Yeah, you can't buy that. They're not going to change like the core mechanics at this point. Yeah, I at so, all. They could never. They've they, talked they about it moving to like what is it, Digimon World esque, right? And I so first of all, these are all rumors. Let's let's just say that right now. These are all rumors. Rumors are something that are horrible to think about, and I, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, Pokemon is built in such a way that if they did that, I feel like they would lose a lot of their fan base. On top of that, oh, yeah. they want to bring a lot of people to Switch, so they're going to try to make something more familiar to people who have left the series, right? Um, they want because those are the people that are going to buy a Switch to be like, oh man, I can play console Pokemon. This is my dream as a child, right? Mm-hmm. And you're going to do that, and you're going to be like, well, the battle system's all different now. Not not only do they have to deal with an extra 800 Pokemon that they have to play with, but the battle system's different. And I just don't see that flying, you know? I just don't see that flying with the new people that are going to jump into this game with us. So, and I think most of the people are on board with you that they'd hate for this to happen. I think the only people that would expect the battle system to change are the not hardcore fans. And Pokemon, I think, is one of the biggest fan bases that exists. Like, you have the most hardcore fans in the Pokemon fan base. And if you had a lot of people... If you change the way the gameplay worked that significantly, you would lose a lot of people. And they've just tried to build up this competitive scene. Why would they do that to destroy it, right? Because if you change the way the game works, you're not going to have people who are good at it, like Wolf Glick, be popular when they change the game entirely, right? He's not going to be able to play the game as well. That's all there is to it. If they're going to add a new type of thing, it's just going to be something completely different the way they added Pockin. Yeah, well, somebody was talking that's about how it was going to be Pokemon, like Pocket. Like that's completely that's a completely separate thing now. If you want to play that, just play Pocket. Right. That's why I say. And my my other thing is, uh, it's, it's a lot with the people who play Pokemon Go, and they're just like, "Well, why can't I battle other people with Pokemon Go?" And I'm like, "Because they already have games for that. It's called Pokemon." Uh, that was one of my big things when before Pokemon Go came out, people were just like, "I'm going to set up a gym at my locals, what's and what's." And I'm like, "You can do that that's now." Cute. I'm like, you could do yeah. that now because you know what you can do? You can just have a 3DS and then tell people you're going to be there and they can battle you on that. And that's done, right? It's just as good as your phone. And it, the difference is people don't want to carry around another device, but Nintendo wants you to carry around that device. So just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Oh, well, I, we have enough time actually because today we didn't have a long news segment. So I'm going to read one more. This is going to be from the Uncle Oshawott. Hello, Puckle host and Puckle people. Uncle Oshawott here writing in. Pokemon, despite its plethora of good features, is nowhere close to being a perfect game. As it is written, Pokemon giveth and Pokemon taketh away. And the one thing I've wanted back for Pokemon for the longest time is an easy access to a grind, an easy to access grinding area. Pokemon has been pushing its competitive VGC scene harder for the past few years now. Yet its last few installments haven't really had a good grinding spots for quick leveling up your Pokemon. Gens 4 and 5 had a good start to this idea. HeartGold SoulSilver having that one room where you could challenge trainers with high-level Pokemon daily. And Gen 5 having the multiple sports arenas, also packed full of trainers you could challenge data daily. While these grinding areas weren't perfect, they were a decent start. Since then, however, we have been forced to make our own grinding spots, like Blissey Bases and Auras, or Pummeling the Elite Four four bajillion times until they feel routine. Let me tell you, there's only so many times I can challenge the same sturdy Magnazone and Ultra Moon without losing my marbles. In future games, I'd love to see some great post-game grinding spot. Maybe, just maybe, offers some sort of diversity in teams you'll battle in your grind to be the very best. A sort of battle frontier of grinding. 
Maybe this is just me being salty after making my pedal team. But yeah, good grinding spots. Do it, Game Freak. Sent from my Sea Gear. That's not a bad idea. Sea Gear. That's a good joke. I appreciate that. Uncle I do Oshawa. miss the Sea Gear. I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> just add the Sea Gear into the PSS. Perfect. Oh my gosh. That would be fantastic. Um, oh, oh, that was a yeah. missed opportunity for That's the Sea Gear, by do. the way. Um, hmm. I had something to say and it just left me. <laughs> <laughs> I had a point to his email and I, it just escaped me. It's fine. I think I think that's not a terrible idea. It would be cool to have a facility that's made for experience as opposed to just like a challenge. Though, I, I don't know. Maybe they can implement it. Maybe they can't. I, I'm not Listen, sure. Listen, just give us the option to make something like a Blissy Blaze because honestly, Blissy... Look at me. Blissy bases are probably the fastest thing you could do out yeah. of anything you could grind. I agree. I and the fact that they agree. gave us the option to create that, give us some sort of system where we can re replicate it because that's the fastest way it's going to be. Mm -hmm. What we do need back is horde battles oh. to EV train. Yep. That is something they've well, taken that SOS I'm still, I get why of... they did it. No, 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 no. The efficiency of horde like battling was so much higher. You're right. So much higher. You could always ensure it with the sweet scent. You'd multiply your, like, you for a single move, you could get, like, 50 EVs in a stat. It's absurd how much slower it is compared to that. Super training as well, honestly. Yeah, they need to bring the, yes, completely. All right. Uh, that is going to be it for the mailbag. But before we do so, Green Taurus Badge. Anybody you guys think particularly did well? Um, nothing really like stood out too much. I I think either Shira or Birdkeeper Cobra. I'm not sure which oh. one did it. Uh, had uh, a discussion. Think Cobra already has. Oh them. well, then I think Shira. I can't remember if he has already. To be honest, I thought he yeah. did. Yeah, he I think Shira it. because she gave me a reason to talk about Pokemon on the Switch. <laughs> so that's how, that's an easy way to get the Ventura's badge. Just have us talk about Pokemon on the Switch. Don't so. tell them that. It's fine. You just, uh, you just announce it yourself, anyways. All right, so Shira. Or do a haiku. <laughs> That'll always do the job. Shira, if you want, uh, we'll give you the Green Taurus badge roll on the Discord server. Uh, thank you for sending it in. If you want to send in your emails, you can do so next time by sending us an email at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Answer the question What did we talk about today? Um, we talked about Evil uh, Teams. Evil teams. Yeah. Tell us what you think the Evil Teams did wrong. Send that into pucklepodcast at gmail.com. And as well, if you want to check out all of the other awesome things at Puckle, you can do so by checking out our website, PucklePodcast.com, where you will find links to all of our social medias, which is Facebook, Reddit, and Twitter. Those are all great. You can follow us there if you want more information on us. You can also, of course, go to the Discord server. Uh, the link is in the show notes, as well as you can find it on our website, PucklePodcast.com. Um, if you go there, I believe we're having a movie night on the 7th of April, so you can come and check out, watch a movie with a bunch of other Puckle people. It's a great time. We just kind of make fun of Pokemon movies. It's it's a good time. Yeah, that's what it is. It's always fantastic. If you want to watch more Pokemon content from your favorite host, you could do it over at Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast. The the is very important. I think now that I finished my thesis, I might come back. It's going to be fantastic. I'm excited. Everybody get ready. We should build some teams. It's going to be a fun time. All right, so definitely do that. Twitch.tv slash The Puckle Podcast once again. And if you'd like to support the show in any way, there's a couple of ways to do that. First, you go to our Tee Public store um, where we have a bunch of T-shirts. We have a bunch of Puckle Draft League team uh, logo stuff there. 
So if you want to support your favorite team, which is the Detroit Pyroars. It should be the San Antonio Espers, which is a fabulous logo. I don't know if it's still up because I think we took the season one stuff down. Oh, well, I guess it's vintage now. It's vintage. I think we're going to have like a (laughs) Piddle season one like shirt, but never like if you come back, it'll be there. Sublime. If you come back, I'll be there in the fall. I'll be there in the fall. (laughs) I just needed a break. Yeah. Get your Detroit Pyroars merch, uh, including your Detroit Pyroars notebooks so you can go to school in style. And they have notebooks. I can't believe all the junk they have on uh, T Public. Yeah. Oh man, Shamu, you should try to get a throw pillow. Uh, but if you want to support the show more directly, Hi. you can go to patreon.com slash puckle podcast where you get a bunch of cool swag, including uh, puckle TCG cards of your favorite hosts. It's a fun time. So definitely check out Patreon if you've got the time. We appreciate it. It's never necessary, but we do appreciate it. Uh, so until next time, I am Trainer Thatch. I'm Shamu. And I'm Sublime Manic. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. As always, we here at the Puckle Podcast would like to thank our patrons for making what we do possible. So here we go. Thank you to Dark Flame, Ten Little Men, Duly Noted, Andrea, The Fluffiest Whimsicott, Locke, Shamu, Mongo87, Snag, Jushiro, Bosephus, Alvarin, Seth Vilo, Minor Manetric, Claude Nine, Chris, John, R Sigma, Doc McStuffles, Jester and the Golden Klefki, Uncle Oshawott, Trevor, TJ, Dexio, Ryuse, Shambles, Birdkeeper Cobra, Richard W., Daniel, Traby, Greg, Alec, Mikey, Kevin, Kenneth, Sparky, the British Gent, Brian, Rotted Mushroom, Orange Avenger, Thomas, Jedi DJ, Antonio, Dennis, 
Anime Grady, Travis, Mark Beaverlaw, Inferno, David, and The Real EV. Thank you to all you guys. You guys can go become a patron yourself at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast to get your name at the end of every podcast and also some other cool rewards. So definitely check it out. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.